Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Thanks for tuning in to our very first episode of 2022. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season and are looking forward to what the new year holds for you and your families. Um, As I was thinking about what should be talked about for our very first episode of the new year, um, I thought about how impactful our stories of how Fragile X affects each and every one of our lives uh, in the Fragile X community. Last year, I had the pleasure of having so many families uh, on with us who were willing to share their inspiring diagnosis uh, stories. You know, they, they were all so different. Some families that, um, you know, found out about Fragile X in their lives um, later in life, some earlier on in their lives, and just everyone's story is different. Um and everyone has different perspectives to share. And that's something that I really took away from um, how the podcast went last year is just all the different perspectives of um, people's diagnosis stories. So however, I have had yet to share um, myself from a personal uh, standpoint on talk FX. And I've shared some things here and there and other episodes um, with some guests, but I've never really shared um, from a personal standpoint. Um, It's not always easy to be open on social media platforms, um, but I've decided that I would go ahead and share my diagnosis story today. And I'm really excited uh, to do that, especially with the support of a very special guest, my husband, Mo Smith, who has been such an encouragement with my work on the Talk FX podcast. Um, We have actually been wanting to do an episode together since we got married, so I'm really excited. Um, So thank you so much, husband, for joining. (laughs) Um, Before we jump into things, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, uh, my name's Mo. I currently work for a premium finance company. Um, just started that a month ago. So it's just been a lot of learning with that. Um, obviously, I've been married to Nicole for just over seven months, which is crazy that it's already gone by that fast. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to Marriage is just flying by. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love food. That's a very important part of my life. I can, I can affirm that. Statement. Um, like to stay busy, try and get to the gym, be active, um, see friends. So I don't know. I'm just a pretty normal guy <laughs> for the most part. So that's. I think I paints a decent enough picture about me so i would say so 
Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I'm so excited to have you on a episode of Talk FX. As I was saying, this has been something that um, we've been wanting to do together for a while. So I hope you all are excited for what we have in store to share. Um, so like I said, uh, I wanted to just kind of um, share what my fragile X diagnosis story has been and um, just how that sort of affects a marriage as well. Um, so when sharing a, a diagnosis story, I really think it's important um, first and foremost to just sort of break down how the inheritance of fragile X works. So I'm sure that many of you listening kind of have a pretty good understanding of this already, um, but you know, this podcast is all about creating more awareness and advocacy of Fragile X. So for any of you that may be listening that aren't super knowledgeable um, about Fragile X or haven't even heard of it before, um, I just want to quickly break down what the inheritance of Fragile X looks like. So Fragile X is an X-linked condition, uh, which means that the FMR1 gene that is responsible for our cognitive and behavioral development um, is on the X chromosome. So because of this, males are most affected by Fragile X because they have one primary X chromosome and females have two X chromosomes. Um, so when they receive one X chromosome that carries the fragile X mutation, the second quote unquote, you know, normal um, X chromosome will often mask its effects. Um, this was actually talked about in a previous episode that we had uh, Dr. Rondi Hagerman on, and she goes into more detail on um, just how um, the fragile X mutation works. So I highly recommend you go and listen to that episode. Um, so anyways, because females have two X chromosomes and the normal, uh, X chromosome masks the affected one, um, that essentially means that females are more likely to be pre-mutation carriers of fragile X rather than full mutation carriers. Um, which is more common in males. Um, also, something that's really important to distinguish is if a mother passes on a full mutation, it will remain a full mutation. And in uh, women with the mutation in general, uh, it, like I said, it only appears in one of their X chromosomes. Uh, then when a father passes a pre-mutation on to the daughter, it also remains a pre-mutation and it doesn't expand to a full mutation. Um, so how do you determine what a pre-mutation and a full mutation is? Well, a pre-mutation consists of 55 to 200 CGG repeats um, in both males and females. And um, this is in regards to the FMR1 gene. Um, and then the full mutation consists of over 200 CGG repeats. Um, so about 65 to 70% of females that have the full mutation, uh, they exhibit the cognitive and behavioral 
um, development difficulties that are associated um, with the full mutation. And as well as some phys physical features like uh, elongated face and uh, larger ears. Those are probably the most common physical uh, features of Fragile X. Then there's the 30 to 35% that are at risk for developing um, mental health challenges like anxiety and depression. Um, or there can also be no um, effects at all, at least that are, you know, observable, 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 sorry, words are hard, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, some, some females do um, exhibit difficulties um, with cognitive and behavioral development, and some experience none of that and just uh, experience those mental health challenges that I'm sure um, we can all relate to um, on some level. But um, so that's kind of a brief um, breakdown on how the inheritance of Fragile X works. And I could definitely go into so much more detail, but for the sake of time and wanting um, to, my husband to share as well, um, I am going to just sort of jump into how I found out about Fragile X in my life. Um, I do hope that, um, again, the breakdown of, of the inheritance of Fragile X will bring some understanding to my story as well. Um, so I know I feel like I'm going a little bit fast, but that's just what happens sometimes when you're overprepared for an episode <laughs> or you have your husband sitting next to you staring at you like, when do I get to talk? Sorry, I put that kind of pressure on you. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my cousin Nathan was born in 2008. Uh, at the age of two, he was diagnosed with autism. And then at the age of two and a half, he was actually re-diagnosed with the full mutation Fragile X Syndrome. Uh, no one in our family had ever really heard of Fragile X before. So it was definitely a shock, which I'm sure all of you listening can relate to, to some degree. Um, but at the time of my cousin's diagnosis, I was about 15 years old. Um, it was a really difficult time learning about this diagnosis in our family and just kind of watching my aunt go through this shock as well. Um, I can't quite remember how long it was after my cousin's diagnosis that we found out about, um, my papa who was diagnosed with Baxtas, which is a fragile X associated tremor ataxia syndrome, um, which then led to finding out that he had Parkinson's disease, which is actually a symptom of Baxtas. So, Faxtas is an adult onset neurodegenerative disorder, um, which usually affects males that are over 50 years old. Um, everyone that has Faxtas are premutation carriers of the fragile X gene. So this is essentially what led to the understanding of how my aunt uh, became a carrier of fragile X, um, which... Um, like I said, she didn't find out until after she had my cousin, Nathan. Um, I then found out that due to how the inheritance of Fragile X works, 
um, that I could be a premutation carrier like my aunt, or which um, I was told was less likely I could be a full mutation carrier. Um, I was 15 at the time of all of this, uh, and I remember making the decision that I didn't feel like I wanted to know just yet um, what um, where I sort of stood, I guess you could say, with Fragile X, um, because I felt like it wouldn't really affect my life either way at that point, um, except for, you know, it just being a shock. Um, I was young, I wasn't obviously married, and, you know, I just decided that I wanted to focus more on educating myself on what Fragile X was, um, and how I could just be there for my aunt, um, and just being supportive of her and obviously my cousin. So I put off getting a genetic testing done for several years. Um, it wasn't until I was 17 that I decided I wanted to see a genetic uh, counselor to get um, a testing done. I was a little bit surprised um, when I went into the meeting with the genetic counselor that she actually seemed to know a great deal about Fragile X, which, you know, um, being really knowledgeable about about um, the awareness of Fragile X now, uh, looking back, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's interesting because, you know, not too many healthcare professionals know um, a great deal about Fragile X. I have met some that are very knowledgeable. I have met some that are not super knowledgeable. So um, I know that a lot of you listening can probably relate either way, but um, uh, she did know quite a bit about Fragile X, which um, was really helpful in just gaining more understanding of what the genetic testing process would be like. Um, so I did a blood draw and several days later, I met with my genetic counselor again, uh, to discuss the test results. Um, and to my surprise, I was actually in fact a full mutation Fragile X carrier with over 200 CGG repeats, but, um, I did not have any, you know, behavioral, physical, or developmental delays. Um, so I'm essentially a part of that 30 to 35% that I was talking about uh, earlier um, of the female full mutation carriers that don't experience the physical or developmental characteristics of Fragile X. But um, I have experienced the anxiety and depression that can often be associated with it, um, which has not been an easy journey. Um, I think a lot of the anxiety and depression really actually came from um, just overthinking a lot of the struggles that I had in school, um, like being slow to comprehend different concepts, whether it was math or um, you know, I was absolutely horrible at uh, geometry. I hated it. And um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Mo, but you were good at geometry in school and I was and I was good at algebra and you were not good at algebra. Generally wasn't the best at math anyway, <laughs> but I, I bet you probably could do better in both. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but um, anyways, I, 
definitely kind of started to overthink all of the things that I wasn't um, really very good at that I struggled with. And I thought, oh, well, this must be because of Fragile X. Um, When really, you know, I knew everything that my genetic counselor had said, but I chose to sort of um, blow it up more than, you know, I really needed to basically. Um, because like I said, you know, the physical and developmental characteristics of Fragile X didn't affect my life. Um, but you know, the anxiety and depression aspect of it did. And it was hard for me to kind of separate the two, I guess. Um, so also, you know, I should mention too, that, um, With being a full mutation carrier, I also have a 50% chance of having a child with Fragile X syndrome. So that was definitely um, a part of my anxiety and depression as well. I was so worried um, growing up, you know, 15, 16, uh, or I'm sorry, um, I didn't know then, but 17, 18, and even 19 years old, um, I was just worried about whether or not this diagnosis would changed the way that I felt about wanting to have kids. Um, It also changed the way I felt about dating even. You know, I didn't want to tell anyone that I dated uh, about Fragile X syndrome because I was afraid of what the response might be. Um, I felt like Fragile X really defined a lot of my life. Um, And so, you know, kind of just going back to Uh, the day that I was waiting for my uh, genetic testing results to come back, uh, I remember feeling pretty confident that I was at least going to be a pre-mutation carrier. But nothing could really have prepared me for finding out that I was a full mutation carrier of Fragile X because, you know, the whole time kind of watching my cousin grow up, it was my understanding that um, all... Uh, individuals, regardless of female or or male, that had the full mutation was also behaviorally and developmentally affected by Fragile X when that wasn't the case for for females. Um, And I didn't have a huge understanding of that at the time. So um, I remember how difficult it was for me to just process the results um, because like I said, you know, I was worried that it was going to affect my desire in, in having children. Um, but also, you know, the good news was I wasn't at a very super high risk for early menopause as this is what's most common in premutation carriers, um, which this is something that my aunt did have. Um, however, it it didn't eliminate the fact that um, early menopause was still, it is still possible for me. Um, Also, I just worried that, you know, could I handle having a child with full mutation fragile X? You know, there's a lot that um, is, you know, different about that, you know, and watching my aunt having to find the right supports for my cousin so that he could uh, catch up, you know, developmentally wise um, was a big, you know, um, learning opportunity, honestly, for me. Um, But, you know, Nathan has been the joy of my life ever since he was born. Nothing changed that, even with his diagnosis um, of Fragile X. He is definitely the reason why I'm so passionate about 
spreading awareness of Fragile X, why I now have the career that I'm in, which is supporting individuals with physical and developmental disabilities um, in finding and maintaining employment. So I do work more with adults with uh, fragile, or I'm sorry, adults with um, physical and developmental disabilities. And um, in being in this career, I get to promote uh, inclusion, which is a real blessing. So um, I, uh, moving forward, I spent several years after finding out about my diagnosis, wondering, obviously, like I said, if it would change my desire to have kids and also if I would ever be able to find somebody to marry that would accept this uh, part of my life. Um, I definitely entered into a place of denial um, for a little bit. I didn't really, like I said, want to talk to or talk about my diagnosis with anyone that um, I had dated. Um, And I was, like I said, afraid of what their response might be, Um, you know, and with this type of um, news, it's also hard to know when to tell others. Um, Even if it's not, you know, a significant other, it's also can be family members and friends. Um, it's just hard to know when, um, is the right time to, uh, tell them, you know, and I think that that's, um, a really difficult, uh, thing to decide because it's different for everybody. Um, but I am a firm believer that Fragile X doesn't define who I am or how my future in having a family is going to turn out. Um, I am a strong believer in the fact that the Lord is in control of that future. And I have been, to be completely transparent, I have been a little bit hesitant to share um, the faith aspect of of my um, Fragile X diagnosis story, but um, I'm just hoping that everyone can just you know, hear me out and understand that everyone's allowed to totally and completely believe um, what they want to and how they choose to approach Fragile X um, is 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 awesome, you know. Um, but I am someone that chooses to believe that the Lord is in control of of my future with Fragile X, um, with my future with you know Mo with Fragile X and how that affects him as well, which we are going to talk about. Um, but it really took me years to get to this point where I could just release that worry and uh, just give it over to the Lord and know that it's far better in his hands than in mine. Because I found that, you know, when planning my future is in my hands, I tend to experience that anxiety and depression aspect of Fragile X. And when I choose to release that uh, control over, then that anxiety and depression in that regard goes away. You know, um, obviously, I can't say that I will never, ever worry about it anymore because I'm not perfect. Um, It's definitely a daily journey, but I know that I'm far better off giving the control to the Lord than I am trying to figure it all out myself or even just, you know, Mo and I just figuring it out solely together. Um, I do remember soon after I started dating Mo that... Um, I had strong feelings for him and I could see us being together long term. So this was the first time that I was actually considering telling him about um, my fragile X diagnosis. 
Um, I had never told anyone before that I had liked. Um, and I just remember his response being so surprised, but it wasn't a, you know, negative surprise. It was definitely, he was definitely grateful that I had told him. Um, and the thing that I actually admired the most was he took several weeks to think about everything that I had shared, um, before really giving me an answer, which, you know, obviously makes sense. Um, and one day when I least expected it, he wrote in a letter to me saying that he fully supported my fragile X diagnosis and would just be trusting in the Lord and whatever happened. Um, and, uh, that was just a real turning point for me. And, um, all that time that I was so afraid to really share with anybody about my fragile X, uh, diagnosis, that moment is what helped me to be so much more open about it because once you receive that understanding and support and acceptance from one person, it's so much easier to share it and not fear that, um, I guess you could just say rejection from others, um, whether it's a friend or a family member or someone that um, you have, you know, feelings for. Um, the fear of just uh, telling others in my life um, went so far down. And um, so I definitely am thankful for Mo being that example of someone that um, showed me that I can share this part of my life with others and that I don't have to uh, fear what their response might be. Um, and that if they don't respond, you know, well for, for whatever reason, then, you know, that's, that's fine. But having the people that I do have in my life that support me is definitely enough. So, um, like Mo said, we've been married for seven months now, and I am incredibly grateful to have somebody by my side who, uh, supports how our future, you know, family may look someday. Um, you know, because we understand it may look different than um, what we may have imagined, um, you know, just growing up of how how our families might look. So um, I'm really grateful uh, that I found out about Fragile X in my life at a young age. Um, it really gave me time to grow and accept uh, the diagnosis and even just to plan somewhat. Um, I know that not everyone listening had the same opportunity. Some families, you know, just like my aunt, didn't find out about the prevalence of Fragile X in their life until after their child was born. Um, maybe other families that are listening found out while they were pregnant um, and maybe some before they were pregnant um, and, and maybe as they were trying. Um, everyone's story is different, um, but, you know, as we transition to um, my husband sharing, uh, what I've realized isn't talked about super often is the significance that, uh, or, or sorry, the significant others and just their perspective of the Fragile X diagnosis and, you know, how it affects our husbands um, and vice versa. And um, Mo, I know that uh, you kind of married into sort of the Fragile X 
diagnosis of, you know, myself and you're not, um, genetically affected by fragile X, but, um, how would you say fragile X has affected your life and just, just knowing about it and being an advocate for it? Well, it's definitely something that I wasn't really aware of before, um, before you told me, um, I have a cousin, he's autistic. So that's a little bit, I I've had experience, I guess, with, you know, people who are close who have, you know, uh, developmental challenges. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't think of the word there. <laughs> yeah. So have those developmental challenges. So I'm used to that, but when you told me about that, yeah, I definitely had to take some time as far as thinking about it. And obviously for me praying and, and, you know, seeking counsel on that. And once I, once I did take that time, it was kind of a no brainer as far as, you know, saying like fully supporting you because, you know, everybody has their own challenges. They have their own, um, situations that they go through, whether it's, you know, physical, mental, emotional, whatever's going on in their life, like you should, you know, try be, try and be there for that person. So, um, I guess for my life and just being an advocate now, it's been really cool to like start to understand more of like what Fragile X is. And Nicole's just been really, uh, helpful as far as getting me more information and just explaining things. And, um, you know, I'm not afraid of like supporting, you know, her. And so I, like, I listen to the podcast, I listen to, you know, the episodes and just, uh, enjoy being able to, you know, hear more about this and, and be able to, spread uh more awareness of it so um yeah what was really um running through your mind when you were making the decision whether you felt okay about being a part of this fragile x journey i think what was going through my mind is well, what the heck is this even mean? Like, what is Fragile X? <laughs> and just the way that you had explained it initially, it was like, okay, um, you know, it's a genetic disorder. You know, people have genetic disorders. Um, it, and then I had to ask myself, is that something I can live with? And again, it's, I guess, that idea of like, well, whose place is it for me to say that, you know, Nicole's uh, less than somebody who doesn't have that issue or not issue, but have that genetic, uh, I guess we can call it advantage or disadvantage versus somebody who doesn't have that. So um, yeah, definitely thinking about that and again, just back to like faith and like, you know, how should I approach this? Obviously with prayer and, 
with uh, counsel and, and just knowing like, okay, like, Lord, if this is where you're going to be leading me and leading Nicole, then you're going to make it evident. And he sure did as far as giving me peace about uh, moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, once once I got, had that decision, then it was like, all right, you know, we keep moving on. Like, I think it was a really important step, and it really showed me that uh, Nicole cared a lot about me, that she was willing to share something very personal and very... Um, you know, very soon. And, um, it's something that really also made me appreciate her is just her willingness to do that. So it made me feel more comfortable with her. Um, and just the fact, uh, that she was willing to share that, that gave me a little more confidence along with, uh, prayer and seeking out counsel to move forward with my decision. So, so you met, uh, Nathan, Pretty soon after we got, after we started dating, right? Yeah, so I think so. A few months mm -hmm. or so. So when you met Nathan, what was your, you know, uh, I guess first impression? I mean, he's just so happy. <laughs> I mean, he's just a hoot and a holler. He's just <laughs> making jokes and him and my thing is we'll go, what's up? And I'll say that to him and then he'll say it back to me. And he just loves, love that. Um, I mean, I guess he just loves me a lot. I don't know why. Cause every time, you know, we're, we're on the phone with Nicole's aunt and Nathan pops on, he'll ask where I am and how I'm doing. And yeah, apparently, you know, I'm chopped liver at this point. Um, I haven't quite accepted it yet. And I don't think I ever will. Because I'm the one that changed that boy's diapers. I didn't see you changing his diapers. Well, sorry I wasn't in that stage of his life. <laughs> I'm just here to provide some uh, comedic relief. Uh-huh. So. Well, all you moms listening will probably ha have my back, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I don't think so, bucko. Yeah, well, Nathan, Nathan's pretty awesome, and... Um, even just like talking to him over the, you know, time I've gotten to know Nicole's side of the family, like he's definitely grown in his, in his skills, like his academic skills, his, you know, cognitive and behavioral skills. And so like, that's really cool to see. And, um, but yeah, he's just, he's just a lot of fun. And, um, so it's just awesome to see see him growing up now so mm -hmm. um you know as i can't remember if i mentioned this but nathan is 13 years old now um and yeah he definitely is growing in a lot of ways and just receiving the supports that he uh needs for each stage of his life and um, I think that, you know, the goal for all parents um, of kids with fragile X is to help them sort of grasp um, some level of independence in their lives. Um, you know, that's a big part of my career is helping 
you know, individuals with physical and developmental disabilities find uh, independence in their lives um, and just uh, have some skill sets that allow them to uh, achieve that as well. So I think that um, my cousin Nathan is on that journey right now, and it's just been really cool to um, see and and support for sure. Um, so just kind of going back to um, you know our our fragile X story together. Um, as I said, everyone's journey with fragile X is different. Everyone's you know story is different. Um, everybody's uh, thoughts and opinions and experiences are different. And you know, for Mo and I, we just decided that we were comfortable with uh, trusting in the Lord that if he provides us with a typically developing child, then we would be completely grateful for that. Um, But if the Lord provides us with a full mutation, fragile X child, then we will be just as grateful. Um, We don't have any plans to seek, you know, professional assistance in, um, you know, trying to seek options to conceive, um, particularly a typically developing child. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've, uh, kind of explored, um, you know, more understanding of those options, but, um, just decided that they weren't for us. Um, again, like I said, everyone has different thoughts and opinions on this and there's definitely no, um, judgment. Um, we just wanted to share what our journey is and what Mo and I feel is, um, we, we will be the most at peace with. Um, and yeah, how do you feel we kind of came to that decision? Do you feel like it was hard or, um, kind of natural? Yeah, I'd say it's more on the natural side. I mean, regardless of, I think who either one of us were when it came to like kids, whether we had fragile X or not, um, you know, just leaving it into the Lord's hands. Cause I think that's for us, that's a pivotal part and a key part of like our story. Um, you know, our, our foundation, how we met and how we've continued on our journey from, you know, obviously just getting to know each other's friends, dating, engaged, and now married. Um, you know, God's just been a big part and the big core part of that relationship. So I just, you know, for us, it's important. And, um, we, yeah, we needed that to be in the in the center so again just an easy simple just natural process for us and it's something that we had talked about um on a few different occasions as far as like how we would handle you know kids when we have our own what's it going to look like what could the possibilities be um you know we're not experienced in having kids yet as far as raising them, but, you know, we're, you know, we'll do our research as far as what we think is best, but, you know, when the time comes, when we do have 
kids and if we do and we'll do what we find is best for them whether they're typically developing or they have fragile x you know it's all in the lord's hands so mm-hmm. yeah and i think that um overall that decision just brought us peace it's not something that we you know um like have uh conflicting conversations about Mm-mm. um it's just something that you know we talk about you know now that we're married i think we've probably talked about it like once or twice as far as um you know that decision but um yeah nothing has really uh steered us in a different direction nope. it just feels it feels um, like we've found peace in it. Um, and obviously, like I said, we're not perfect. We know that um, there's going to be times, well, when we do decide to, um, you know, really try having kids, um, there is going to be that fear in the back of our minds. Yeah. Um, it's only natural. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just going to be that choice for us to um, remember that, you know, for us um, and what we believe, the Lord's in control. And, you know, um, there's other people listening that maybe don't have a faith lock. um, And maybe they chose the same route as us just, just to, um, you know, whatever happens that you'd be happy either way. Um, that is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're listening and you, you know, chose to do some of the options such as like IVF or, uh, something like that, um, that sort of, uh, helps determine, you know, what eggs might be affected by the, uh, fragile X gene, um, and what ones wouldn't be, um, you know, we've had families on that have talked about, um, considering that we've had families on that have used it and found success in it. And, you know, while Mo and I don't feel that that's the route that we're meant to go down, um, it's still been an encouragement seeing families do what they felt was right for them. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to sort of, um, make that known as well. Yeah. Um, well, and I also want to give props to Nicole for running this podcast. I mean, she's done such a phenomenal job as far as creating uh, a community here. I mean, obviously, there's the Fragile X community already, but she's really fostering more understanding and more uh, growth as far as knowing what Fragile, Fragile X is. So I'm I'm really proud of her and this podcast and I just hope that it continues to uh, move forward and more and more people get to know about it uh, as time goes on. So I'm, I'm really proud of her. So, (laughs) well, with that said, (laughs) um, that is, you know, my diagnosis story of uh, how I found out about Fragile X in my life. And Maybe some of you listening, you had a similar story or, you know, maybe you didn't find out until after you were married or, um, you know, so many different stories are out there. Um, But I just hope that um, regardless, 
it was sharing sharing our story was an encouragement to you um and regardless of what your faith walk is um i just really hope that you found this uh some part of this podcast uh encouraging um and thank you to my husband for uh joining me for the first time ever um (laughs) on an episode he's always just been the listener which is great um but it's nice to actually have him sitting next to me doing a podcast episode did you ever think you would be here i was hoping to be (laughs) at some point but you said not yet not yet but i'm (laughs) i'm glad we did it was it was fun being on here and well there was just so many other people begging me to be on so you know priorities kind of weird that i didn't get first priority but (laughs) hey that's okay (laughs) well nothing better than make keeping that promise in 2022 right that's right i started off the new year by finally giving you what you were asking for it's never too late Never will be. <laughs> um, well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as always, uh, Talk FX is available on all major podcast listening platforms. Um, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Talk Fragile X and on Facebook, where we are also there. And please, if you have any questions for us, um, please feel free to send us a DM on our Instagram or um, Facebook, or you can even email us at at talkfragilex at gmail.com. Yeah, stay tuned for our next episode. Um, I have some really exciting guests lined up. Um, I know my husband will probably be your favorite of the whole year. (laughs) but um i have some other things in store too so definitely um tune in for those all right bye thanks for tuning in to talk fx we hope you've left this episode feeling encouraged and knowing you're not alone on this journey with fragile x it is our mission to provide resources support and encouragement to our listeners Whether you are a mom of Fragile X children, a self-advocate, or a full mutation carrier, this podcast is for you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Talk Fragile X. You can tune in to the latest episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.